Reading from text 45 of the sixth chapter in Dhyana Yoga, Bhagavad Gita. Hare Krishna. 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 Hare And when the yogi engages himself with sincere endeavor in making further progress, being washed of all contaminations, then ultimately achieving perfection after many, many births of practice, he attains the supreme goal. Property. Okay, I see Shivani Mataji's name. What did you read? Purport of text 45. Okay, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Uh, purport. A purpose born in a particularly righteous aristocratic or sacred family becomes conscious of his favorable condition for executing yoga practice. With determination, therefore, he begins his unfinished task and thus he completely cleanses himself of all material contaminations. When he finally, when he is finally free from all contaminations, he attains the supreme perfection, Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness is the perfect stage of being freed of all contamination. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 7.28. Yesam twa anantgatim papam jananam punya karmanam te after many, many births of executing pious activities, when one is completely freed from all contaminations and from all illusionary dualities, one becomes engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Hare Krishna. Text 46. 
A yogi is greater than the ascetic, greater than the empiricist, and greater than the fruity worker. Therefore, O Arjuna, in all circumstances, be a yogi. Hare Krishna. When we speak of yoga, we refer to linking our consciousness with the supreme absolute truth. Such a process is named differently by various practitioners in terms of the particular method adopted. When the linking process is predominantly in fruitive activities, it is called karma yoga. When it is predominantly empirical, it is called jnana yoga. And when it is predominantly in the devotional relationship with the Supreme Lord, it is called bhakti yoga. Bhakti yoga or Krishna consciousness is the ultimate perfection of all yogas and will be explained in the next verse. The Lord has confirmed herein the superiority of yoga, but he has not mentioned that it is better than bhakti yoga. Bhakti yoga is full spiritual knowledge and therefore nothing can excel it. Asceticism without self-knowledge is imperfect. Empiric knowledge, empiric knowledge without surrender to the Supreme Lord is also imperfect. Also, fruitive work without Krishna consciousness is a waste of time. Therefore, the most highly praised form of yoga performance mentioned here is Bhakti Yoga. And this is still more clearly explained in the next work. Hare Krishna. Next verse is uh, the defining verse of this chapter. Very important verse, you must memorize this. And the purport of this verse, uh, I have already shared with all of you in the previous chapter. Probably, uh, I think, uh, third chapter or fifth chapter, I forgot. I shared it with all of you. Very important verse, mainly by Hardwood, as I said earlier. And uh, intently understand this purpose. It will help us understand the superiority of bhakti yoga or every other form of yoga. Yoginam api sarvesham madhate nantaratmana shraddhavan bhajate yomam same yuktatamomataha And of all yogis, the one with great faith who always abides in me, thinks of me within himself and renders transcendental loving service to me. He is the most intimately united with me in yoga and is the highest of all. That is my opinion. Robert. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. The word bhajante is significant here. Bhajante. Bhajante. The word bhajante is significant here. Sorry. Bhajante has its root in the verb bhaj, which is used when there is need of service. The English word worship cannot be used in the same sense as bhaj. Worship means to adore or to show respect and honor to the worthy one. But service with love and faith is especially meant for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One can avoid worshiping a respectable man or a demigod and may be called discourteous, but one cannot avoid serving the Supreme Lord without being thoroughly condemned. Every living entity is part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and thus, Every living entity is intended to serve the Supreme Lord by his own constitution. Failing to do this, he falls down. The Bhagavatam 11th Canto 5th Chapter 3rd Verse confirms this as follows. Ya Esham Purusham Sakshat 
आत्मप्रभावम ईश्वरम ना भजनतई अवजानंती सतानंद सतानंद थैंक यू एनी वन हू डज नॉट रेंडर सर्विस एंड निग्लेक्ट हिज ड्यूटी अन टू द प्रीमीवियल लॉर्ड हू इज द सोर्स ऑफ ऑल लिविंग एंटिटीज विथ सर्टनली फॉल डाउन फ्रॉम हिज कॉन्स्टिट्यूशनल पोजिशन इन दिस वर्स ऑल्सो द वर्ड भजंती इज यूज therefore bhajanti is applicable to the supreme lord only whereas the word worship can be applicable to demigods or to any other common living entity the word avajananti used in this verse of shrimad bhagavatam is also found in the bhagavad gita avajananti mamura only the fools and rascals deride the supreme personality of godhead lord krishna such fools take it upon themselves to write commentaries on the bhagavad gita without an attitude of service to the lord consequently they cannot worship properly they cannot properly distinguish between the lord bhajanti and the word worship the culmination of all kinds of yoga practices lies in bhakti yoga all other yogas are but means to come to the point of bhakti in bhakti yoga yoga actually means bhakti yoga all other yogas are progressions towards the destination of bhakti yoga from the beginning of karma yoga to the end of bhakti yoga is a long way to self realization karma yoga without fruitive results is the beginning of this path when karma yoga increases in knowledge and renunciation the stage is called gyan yoga when gyan yoga increases in meditation on the supreme soul by different physical processes and the mind is on him it is called ashtang yoga and when one surpasses the ashtang yoga and comes to the point of supreme personality of god at krishna it is called bhakti yoga the culmination actually bhakti yoga is the ultimate goal but to analyze bhakti yoga minutely one has to understand these other yoga the yogi who is progressive is therefore on a true path of eternal good fortune one who sticks to a particular point and does not make further progress is called by that particular name karma yoga yogi gyan yogi or dhyan yogi raj yogi hath yogi etc it is if one is fortunate enough to come to the point of bhakti yoga it is to be understood that he has surpassed all other yogas therefore to become krishna conscious is the highest stage of yoga just as when we speak of himalayan we refer to the world's highest mountains of which the highest peak mount everest is considered to be the culmination it is by great fortune that one comes to krishna consciousness on the path of bhakti yoga to become well situated according to the vedic direction the ideal yogi concentrates his attention to on krishna who is called shyam sundar who is as beautifully colored as a cloud whose lotus like face is as effulgent as the sun whose dress is brilliant with jewels and whose body is flower garlanded illuminating all sides is his gorgeous luster which is called brahma jyoti he incarnates in the different forms such as ram or narsimha vara and krishna the supreme personality of godhead and he descends like a human being as the son of mother yashoda and he is known as krishna govinda and vasudev he is the perfect child husband friend and master and is full of all opulences and transcendental qualities if one remains fully conscious of these features of the lord he is called high is called the highest yogi this stage of highest perfection in yoga can be attained only by bhakti yoga and is confirmed in all vedic literature 
यस्य देवे परा भक्त यथा देवे तथा गौरव Only unto those great souls who have implicit faith in both the Lord and the Supreme Spiritual Master are all the impulse of Vedic knowledge automatically revealed. Shvetsara Upanishad 6.23 Bhakti Rasya Bhaj Naam Tad Iha Muto Prabhuji, please help. Bhaktirasya bhajanam tat ihamutro padi nairasyenam usmin manakalpanam etat eva naishkarmyam. Thank you. Bhakti means devotional service to the Lord, which is free from desire for material profit, either in this life or in the next. Devoid of all inclinations, one should fully absorb the mind in the Supreme. That is the purpose of nishkarma. Gopal Tavanishad. Naishkarmya. Uh, thank you. There, these are some of the means of performance of bhakti or Krishna consciousness, the highest perfectional stage of yoga system. Thank you. Hare Krishna. You have to read the rest also. Thus and... Uh, thus, okay, Bhavji. Thus and the Bhakti Vedan purpose of the sixth chapter of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita in the matter of Dhyan Yoga. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Thank you, Bhavji. Thank you. You have a cold, Mataji? Uh, yes, sir, Sabuji, little. Uh, I just had cold water. Okay. So maybe that is the reason. See a little bit of a struggle. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about uh, in verse 44. We talked about 44 and uh, 42, 43, uh, 41 and 42 is about an unsuccessful yogi who falls after a short practice and an unsuccessful yogi who falls after a very longish practice. And then the destination is given of both of those there. Then in verse 43 and 44, it is mentioned that in both the cases one revives one's consciousness by striving even harder. Uh, to attain complete perfection. So then the example of Jada Bharat, which we discussed earlier, how he had gone through difficulties in his previous births and therefore he was virtually deaf and dumb in his third birth so that uh, he doesn't fall prey to the material energy of the Lord. Um, so then it says that he naturally becomes attracted to yogic principles even without seeking them in his next birth. Because you see, many children, they take to spirituality very, very early. Like Shubhad Madhvacharya, who is, of course, is not an ordinary personality. Shubhad Madhvacharya attained sannyas at the age of eight. Uh, of course, uh, he is Mukhya Prana Vayu. But we see several other uh, young children, they take to Krishna consciousness very, very early. Uh, such an inquisitive yogi surpasses the ritualistic principles of his scriptures that God has mentioned here. Advanced yogis, the example that is given, they are not very much attracted to the rituals of the scriptures. They become naturally attracted to the yogic principles, especially Bhakti Yoga. In the example we gave of Jadabharat. And then in um, 45, verse 45, which we started, when uh, such a yogi, he sincerely endeavors for perfection, 
because he's already washed up all contaminations. Then, uh, after several births of practice, he ultimately attains the supreme goal of liberation. He attains that. And in verse 46 and 47, after talking about yoga, Krishna conclusively says the hierarchy of yogas. So, Tapasvibhyo Adhigo Yogi. A yogi is greater than an ascetic. Ascetic is tapasya. Asceticism is tapasya. Tapasvi is ascetic. Tapasvibhyo Adhigo Yogi. A yogi is superior to, uh, greater than an ascetic. Jnani Bhyo Abhi Mato Adhigaha. And a yogi is greater than the empiricist. Karmi Pyas Chadiko Yogi is also greater than the fruity worker. So yogi is greater than the fruity worker, the jnani, and the tapasvi. Tasmad Yogi Bhavarjuna, therefore, under all circumstances of Arjuna, you become a yogi. Krishna is directly telling Arjuna. And then yoga. Uh, the word yoga means yujyate yoga, that which links with the supreme. So, Prabhupada mentions in the purport, when the linking process is predominantly in fruitive activities, it is called karma yoga. When it is predominantly empirical and analytical, it is called jnana yoga. And when it is predominantly in a devotional relationship with the supreme lord in service, that is called bhakti yoga. So, bhakti yoga Conclusively, Prabhupada is mentioning the purport. Bhakti Yoga is the ultimate perfection of all yogas. And then Prabhupada leads it in the last words that we uh, read just now. Yoginam api sarvesham. Of all the yogis, sarvesham. Matgatin antaratmana. One who always abides in me, who, who resides in me. Things of me within himself. Madhgaden antaratmana. Within oneself. Shraddhavan bhajate yoma. Worships and renders service to me with great faith. Prabhupada Singh. That's a translation. <clears throat> and then. Same yuktatamo madaha. He is intimately united with me in yoga. Such a person. Who worships and renders service unto me in full faith. And he always thinks of me within himself. So, uh, this verse, which is a concise statement of bhakti, the process of direct surrender to Bhagavan, Krishna, this will be defined and elaborated in the next six chapters, 7 to 12, which we will be studying after Radhashtami. This It is only fitting that uh, Srimati Radharani, who is the topmost devotee of the Lord, we will be studying about her pastimes, leading up to Adashtami and then uh, we will commence with the Bhakti Yoga. So this is like a um, it is a thread-like ornament on the neck of the devotees or Bhaktas. It's a thread-like ornament. The Bhakta is like a golden mountain while the others are just high and low mountains. It's an interesting comparison. So, just a few other points and then we can take questions.
So, uh, yoga bharashta is one who is unsuccessful in the process of yoga. So, to, to become successful, a yoga bharashta or a yogi who has fallen on the path from his practice, he must work harder than the yogis or practice longer. Why? Because rigid practice or prayatna, that is the word used, is more difficult to attain from a position of suchinam, birth in an aristocratic family or a pious religious family or a shrimatam. Suchinam is birth in a pious religious family and shrimatam is birth in a rich mercantile or royal family. Then from a birth in a yoginam, dhimatam family that we discussed between verses 42 and 43. Uh, 41 and 42, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, Srila Burjan Prabhu says that children born in families of uh, transcendentalists, they receive especially deep Krishna conscious samskaras or impressions and training early in their spiritual lives. So, that is a very classic uh, example of Srila Prabhupada and Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Both of them received these sort of impressions, although they are both Nete Siddhas. Then um, in Bhagavad Gita 4.28, was described what is the, the Tapasvi. Can somebody open up that uh, verse and uh, read out the translation? 4.28. Translation by Srila Prabhupada. Having accepted strict vows, some become enlightened by sacrificing their possession and others by performing severe austerities. By practicing the yoga of eightfold mysticism or by studying the Vedas to advance in transcendental knowledge. Dravya yajnas tapo yajna yoga yajnas tathapare swadhyaya jnana yajnascha yathaya samsita brataha. So it's mentioned that dravya yajna means giving up one's possessions. Second one is tapo yajna. Then yoga yajna, which is eightfold uh, mysticism that we studied about. Tatha apare. Having accepted strict vows, some become enlightened by sacrificing the position, others by performing severe austerities, by practicing the yoga of eightfold mysticism, or studying the Vedas to advance in transcendental knowledge. So, when we study this, that although the tapasvi is described here, he has not yet acquired complete knowledge. The jnani, he has the knowledge, he knows Shastra, but his realization ends at Brahman, he doesn't go beyond that. So, tapasvi doesn't have knowledge, jnani doesn't have knowledge beyond Brahman, and karmis and even karma yogis tend towards fruitive activities. Therefore, they act piously, digging wells, constructing roads, offering charity, etc. So, in this verse, the progressive rungs on the yoga ladder are clearly revealed. By, by 
proving that the yogis are above the karmis, jnanis, and the tapasvis. So this is conclusively proved. And therefore, Krishna leads into the uh, yogi of the highest caliber. Yoginam api sarvesham, the highest caliber. Baldev Vidya Bhushan explains uh, Krishna's words like this. Although there is a relative grading of superiority and inferiority among the tapasvis and so on, still they are all inferior to my bhakta. And in the same way, here is this is the point that we mentioned a little earlier. Yes, there may be many tall mountains, etc. But uh, they could be tall, they could be short, etc. But they are all inferior to a mountain made of gold. So, but then is there anyone greater than the yogi? Baldev Diyabhushan continues. So, that is how Krishna, the answer is given by Krishna himself. Yoginam api sarvesham. In the ascending hierarchy of yoga, there is an ascending hierarchy. There is a karma yogis. Better than all of them, all the karma yogis, sakama, nishkama, whatever, is the one who has risen to the level of dhyana yoga. And if, and he is properly engaged, yukta. But one who has ascended to samadhi is even better engaged. Yukta is one who is in dhyana. The eight levels of yoga, yama, niyama, so on and so forth. Dharana, after dharana, begins this whole process of um, yoga, rudha, we discussed. Then there is dhyana. Dhyana, it, it is the level of yukta. Higher than dhyana is uh, samadhi. Samadhi is yukta tara. Better than that. Yukta, yukta tara. So, one who is ascended to samadhi is even better engaged. Well engaged is the, uh, is the uh, one who is at uh, dhyana, yukta, is yukta. Still more engaged is yukta tara. Who is that? Is one in Samadhi. And one who has attained Bhakti Yoga in the form of Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam, etc. He is the best. Yukta Tama. Yukta, Yukta Tara, Yukta Tama. Superlative. And then we discussed how Prabhupada uh, talks about the hierarchy of yogas. So one can attain to the process of Bhakti through a gradual Vedic process. To Karma, Jnana, Yoga, etc. However, if one is fortunate, then uh, he will come into contact with Krishna's pure devotee and uh, take directly to the process of Krishna consciousness. Can you give any examples of such uh, personalities who came into devotion just by the association of pure devotees? Who have not gone through this whole process? Narada Muni. Narada Muni, very good. Who else? Mrigari, the hunter. Mrigari, perfect. Very good example. So these are all people because again, very interesting that they, one example he gave us Naradhani himself and another is one who got delivered by his association. So I'm happy you gave those examples uh, because uh, we talk about Chaturvida, Bhajandemam, Jana, Sukritina, Arjuna. Four types of people take shelter of me, Krishna says. Yeah, Dina Mataji saying Valmiki, that's true. Valmiki was originally Ratnakara. Katvanga Muni, Kanchanabha Mata is saying, I don't know, if he's called Muni. Is it Maharaj Katvanga you're talking about? Or? I don't know. 
by hearing scripture shastra he learns to act in full faith shraddhavan ivadam shraddhavan i don't know mother is saying i heard the association for one minute he was delivered and i know of king katwanga was mentioned in the bhagavatam in the early cantos and in ninth canto where the demigods uh, told him about when he is going to leave and they gave him one murta one murta is 48 minutes so then he went back to earth and performed devotion service uh, meditated on the supreme god and was delivered so i don't know this muni is a different person and if so i don't know this past time the same person or not uh then he gradually progresses shraddhavan bhajate krishna singh shraddhavan bhajate yo mam madgate nantaratmana is singh before shraddhavan yoginam api sarvesham madgate nantaratmana so he is entered his very existence antaratmana mean like you say heart and soul like that he is already entered his uh, very existence and then madgata he becomes uh, always absorbed in the thoughts of krishna madgata like kunti marani saying koi maranya vishaya madhur madhupate sadhati mukhata mata gangai bhogam udanmati may my heart be constantly attached to you just uh, just like the river ganges flows into the sea may my thoughts constantly flow into you Uh, Srila Prabhupada then powerfully describes the necessity of Shraddhavan Bhajata Yoma, which means performing uh, consistently and faithfully, engaging in this uh, loving devotional service of Krishna. And then the sweet process of Madhgata and Antaratmana, always thinking of him, the thing. This is explained by Prabhupada, the purport of 6.47, the word Bhajata onwards till uh, if one remains fully conscious of these features of the Lord, he is called the highest yogi. so to just refresh this aspect that uh, by the association of a pure devotee we discuss the four types of bhaktas they are all pious people sukritina but all four of them among them yogi the jnani is supposed to be dearer to krishna but all four of these cannot become devotees uh, except by the association of a pure devotee so they are not in pure devotion so can each one of you give me an example of these four types of uh, devotees artho jignasur artharthi examples of these four artho draupadi devi prabhu ji very good adaddi drupad adaddi druva maharaj yes that is right he wanted an opulence that is greater than even his great grandfather yes And Jignasu. Jignasu is the sages of Naimisharanya, led by Shanak Rishi, and they were delivered by the association of Sutta Goswami. Let's see that example. And uh, Dhruv Maharaj, of course, was again delivered by Narada Muni, association of pure devotee, Artharthi. Artha, of course, there is an example of uh, Ropati Devi. There is also the example given of uh, the Jendra. In their case, of course, there is a direct. Uh, uh, communion with the lord because indradumna maharaj was already a king in the previous birth uh, he was already a devotee in the previous birth um artharthi 
Guru Maharaj you said Jnani. Jnani is the four Kumaras. And uh, the association of which pure devotee delivered them, who can say? Jai Vijay. <laughs> Good guess. But uh, they became pure devotees. Originally they were in uh, Atma Jnana, so to say. Smelling of Tulsi leaves? Yes. So who is the devotee? Tulsi Maharani. Tulsi She is a Krishna. She is a pure devotee of the Lord. So by association of Mother Tulsi, they got delivered. So, in other words, whether any of the Sukritis, all four of them, uh, four types, in general, they need to be delivered by the association of a pure devotee. And so, therefore, that seems to be how much it take? Two. Not that it is made of gold. <laughs> so, my uh, take on this is that. We are coming to the end of Karma Yoga, that Krishna is concluding that the topmost yogi is a bhakta, who is matgatain antaratmana, who is absorbed in thoughts of the Supreme. Shraddhavan bhajate yomam, faithfully he worships him. And such a person is most, uh, that is, he is in bhakti yoga, therefore he is yukta tama, he is, he is supremely united with him, he is the one who is uh, completely united with him. The word that God Krishna is using is united with me in yoga. Yoga means the one that unites with the Supreme, connects with the Supreme. So we conclude uh, chapter number six with this. And uh, after Radharshtami, we can have a review of uh, this chapter. Uh, tomorrow is Radharshtami 26th, right? Yes, Prabhu. 26. Today we are on the 23rd or 24th. We are on the 24th. We are on 24th today. Yeah. So uh, we'll decide about 26th later. We'll have to just see how uh, things go. Because somebody's invited me for a DT installation in uh, Gurugram. I don't know whether I'll be permitted to leave the temple. Uh, so that's on Radharshtami. Uh, and uh, I'm not going for that, we'll, which I will know by tomorrow itself. So then I'll let you know tomorrow, day after we have a class on Dadarshan. Of course, it'll be auspicious to have a class on Dadarshan, especially since this is one festival. Mothers are more merciful, so we'll all be sitting in class with our full stomachs because it's fasting till noon, not the fasting till midnight, like that, like the Supreme Lord of ours who makes us fast till midnight. <coughs> Questions, comments, Prabhus and Matajis. I'm increasingly getting wary uh, of this group now. I was... Uh, in the beginning of the call, I was just observing the composition of the group. I frequently travel amongst the arrows at the top. And like I said, it has virtually become a <clears throat> Mataji satsang, except for Rahul and... Uh, Alok Rishikesh who come in with their families, then you have uh, 
Amar Prabhu and his and hopefully Manikandan. And there is Aman Prabhu and our Sachipriya Prabhu. So, and then today, fortunately, our uh, uh, later on, I saw that uh, we had Vikas Prabhu, he was already there. Sometimes our Naresh Prabhu and Swadhyaya Prabhu also turned. I want to urge all of you that uh, from the strictest uh, standards of etiquette for a preacher, I would appreciate it if the Prabhus put in a little bit more hard work. Just ensure that everybody comes in. Matajis in general are more faithful. Uh, and uh, they're simpler by nature, I'm told. Also, that groups you are not posting anymore, uh, Sachipraipu, in the uh, RBS group and the uh, other group yeah. in, uh, in uh, RBS and Radico. You are not posting. So, somebody by default comes to be great. Is Amar Prabhu on the call or only Manikandar? So, there. Okay. So, you please use your executive powers and ensure that some Prabhu is also coming. Yes, Prabhuji, I will. I will. It's just, it, it just maintains that, as they say, the uh, gender diversity of that group. <laughs> I agree. We have been noticing it now. <laughs> and on top of that, there seems to be a profession diversity also to be brought in. There are some eight or ten doctors in this group. <laughs> but anyway, okay, questions or comments, Prabhus and Mataji's? That's it. After so many shlokas, no questions. Prabhuji, I have one question. You are like the savior of the group. <laughs> this is one and of also salvage my reputation. As you normally <laughs> say that if there are no like questions at the end of the lecture, it means this lecture was not understood properly or the speaker was not effective. Yeah. No, this is more of a curious question. Hmm. Should I say? Yeah. Why did Krishna not say 6.47 right in the beginning? Then the entire chapter wouldn't have been required. Uh, I guess so. Why don't they give us PST right away? They can. Uh... So what Krishna does is he, uh, these three forms of yoga, first six chapters talk about Karma Yoga, next six talk about uh, Bhakti Yoga, third, next six talk about Jnana Yoga. The culmination of all these chapters is uh, pure devotional service. So Krishna is gradually taking through the process because Arjuna represents the bona fide condition soul. He by himself is uh, a pure devotee, Nitya Siddha Parikara of the Lord. But Arjuna is uh, putting himself in the position of the imperfect condition soul in order that Krishna can progressively take the struggling sadhaka through the process of evolution to uh, for most for a person who is completely in the bodily concept of life somebody who thinks that uh, he and his extended body which is in the form of the family is everything to tell him straight away that you should surrender completely after giving up all your attachments it will be very difficult for him so Krishna is like a very sensitive, empathic coach. Krishna is not 
course, he's a mentor, but he's not a counselor. He's a coach. What he does is he asks the coachee. Uh, he makes the coachee ask questions and answers them and lets the uh, coachee himself arrive at the conclusion. Then he asks uh, in the 18th chapter, have your doubts been dispelled? Are you okay? Do you need me to explain everything again? Then he says, Nashta Moha Smritilata Tvatprasad Mayachita. I will do as you please. So he made Arjuna come to this point. Otherwise, he could have just uh, done enough interventions with his free will, messed it up and say, now just do as I say. But then Krishna shows his sweet Bhakta Vatsalya uh, by increasingly helping Arjuna through his struggle like a responsible coach or a father would do. So that is the whole progression of the Bhagavad Gita. Why 18 chapters? It could have been finished in the first chapter itself. So because Krishna is, uh, is addressing the doubts in the minds of the conditioned souls. There are varieties of doubts that come in the mind. Krishna is addressing all of them. Being Supreme Personality of Godhead, He knows what is there in the heart of everyone. Sarvasya Chaham, Pradhisannivishko. So therefore, he is giving knowledge, remembrance and forgetfulness accordingly. And he is giving knowledge in a manner that can be digestible by the person. Now you just see, uh, in the 12th chapter, which is the culmination of devotional service, Krishna is saying, Yetu dharma murtam idam yathoktam paryupasate shraddhadana matparama bhaktaste adivame priyaha. Those who follow this imperishable path of devotion service and who completely engage themselves with faith, making me the supreme goal, are very, very dear to me. So, again, at the end of uh, the Karma Yoga portion, also he says the same thing. At the end of the Bhakti Yoga portion, also he says the same thing. Let's go to Jnana Yoga, 18th chapter. In the 18th chapter, the 71st verse, the 69th verse. 70 and 71 are more like Shrutifal of the uh, Bhagavad Gita itself. Krishna is himself saying. In 69 verse, that is also in once in Shrutifal, but Krishna is concluding. There is no servant in this world more dear to me than ye, nor will there ever be more one more dear. So again, Krishna is conclusively establishing the fact that uh, in uh, if you remember in 6th chapter, he says Yukta Tamo Mataha. 12th chapter, he saying Ativa Me Priyaha. And then he's saying here again, Anya Priyataro Bhuvi. So, the conclusion of each of these sections eventually leads to the fact that devotion is the topmost. Then he talks about the Bhagavad Gita. Then he again shows his free will to Arjuna by asking him, have you understood everything? Has your illusion been dispelled? And then Arjuna says, now, I am ready to do as you please. So that's the way Krishna progresses through the Gita. Does it answer you? Yes, it does. 
Okay. Any other questions or comments? Can I ask a question, Prabhu? Yeah. Uh, there's one line uh, which I did not understand. Yeah. Uh, so, text uh, 47 the, in the purpose. Yeah. It says, uh, one can avoid worshipping a respectable man or a demigod yeah. and may be called discourteous, but one cannot avoid serving the Supreme Lord without being thoroughly condemned. Yeah. What does this actually mean, Prabhu? Uh, condemned? I'm just going to that line. One can avoid worshipping a respectable man or a demigod and may be called discourteous. But one cannot avoid serving Supreme Lord without being thoroughly condemned. Meaning you may not worship a particular, like suppose you are not a Sachin Tendulkar fan or a, a Donald Trump fan. Or you may not be worshipping Bayu or Baruna. But then you, you will... Uh, Not be called discourteous if you don't worship them. One can avoid worshiping a respectable and a demigod and may be called discourteous. So you you will not be called discourteous or disrespectful so much in that sense. But one cannot avoid serving the Supreme Lord without being thoroughly condemned, which means it's a great uh, offense. To be condemned means to be complete. It is a great offense and it will be it will meet with severe punishment. Like Mahaprabhu says, Maya Vadi Krishna Aparadi. Because they are offensive towards the Supreme Lord's personal form. Uh, it is a most abominable activity. Uh, what is that called? Archayam, Shilayam, Gurush, Naramati, Vaishnavam, Jati Bhutti. So, if you consider that uh, the deity of the Lord is just made of stone, or that the spiritual master is an ordinary person, or that uh, Vaishnava, you decide he is a South Indian Vaishnava, he is an American Vaishnava, or he is a fat Vaishnava, slim Vaishnava, all these kind of body-based designations. All these, such people are called Kashandis. It is mentioned that even if you see such people, you have to jump into the Ganga or the Nirvara. So that is the level of offense and the punishment. Um, okay, then. Sorry? Uh, so that's the point, Mother. Do you know what to be? Uh, that you get severely punished and chastised. And, uh, uh, so all those uh, people with whom we are associated who are not devotees, yeah. they don't do the worship or... Um, I'm sorry for using the word worship. <laughs> yeah. Worship means different something else now. Mm, who don't actually think of Krishna consciousness. So you meet such people, also you will be punished? Such people will definitely be punished in uh, they will have to face karmic reactions. Uh, because karma nirdhati kintuja bhakti bhajam. If you perform pure devotion service to the Supreme Lord, your karma is burned. Such things are not mentioned for other demigods. So your karma will remain. You will have to face your karmic reaction, they will not be discounted also. 
the performed spiritual uh, devotion service to the supreme lord either your karma will be completely annulled or burned the karmic relations will be burned or even what you get will be just a discounted version of the karmic reaction because only the supreme he is called hari <laughs> he is called hari because he takes away your karmic reactions that is that is particularly directed at you the mm -hmm. lord hari uh, yes the lord so that's the point only the lord can do that Okay. others cannot so they will have to face the reactions now mm. they'll get some they will get some sukriti by which they will progress gradually towards the supreme lord because uh, krishna says that they are worshiping me but they worship me in worshiping me imperfectly by worshiping the demigods yajanti aviti purvakam aviti purvakam means in a wrong manner like the uh, um, in the sandhya vandana mantras which is there in ayurveda called ritual also is a famous prayer that akashat patitam toyam idagachati sagaram sarva deva namaskaram keshavam pratigachati so like the prayers to all the uh, like all the uh, water that falls from the sea goes into the ocean the ob the oblation the obeisances given to all the demigods will eventually go to keshava so the intelligent man will not touch his nose like this no he will Go straight. So you directly worship the supreme law. That is why it is more intelligent. Okay, problem. Thank you. Thank But I guess when your relatives etc are there, hmm. you should be sensitive to their needs. You should not discourage their faith. At least they have some faith. Correct. So you can give them prasadam, perform your sadhana nicely, chant Hare Krishna attentively, study Bhagavad Gita. Make yourself spiritually strong. Then the prasadam that you cook and offer to the Lord and give them will be very effective. Uh, in a subtle manner through your behavior, you can set an example. That way, you can help uh, change their consciousness. Also, by introducing them to people more advanced than you. A senior devotee or somebody. Yeah. Sorry. A senior devotee or some. Yeah, yeah something like that. Hmm. That will help them. and especially one thing to keep in mind is please ensure that the person are introducing is materially well endowed and well accepted is in a good position then it becomes much easier uh -huh. otherwise they'll say you know you do all these things and uh, you become materially a failure so that is okay. one of the important preaching tools yes thank you thank you okay so if there are no other questions uh, we'll conclude here tomorrow we'll uh, discuss about the glorious pastimes of shrimati radharani i just want to conclude with an important point that i mentioned this earlier in the classes the devotees of vishnu or followers of vishnu are called vaishnava and followers of krishna are called karshneya who are the gaudias gaudias are followers of shrimati radharani so we are gaudias gaudias is not just people from the west east bengal uh, from the bengal side gauda desha gaudias are called followers of shrimati radharani that is what shri bhakti siddhan sarasthapur said so on that note let us pray to shrimati radharani that we can discuss her glorious pastimes and uh, i like that uh, radhashtakam line that kanchanaba uh, mataji had posted kanchanaba radha mataji had posted so we have many devotees of shrimati radhika in this group Pratipradha Radhika, Nidhivana Radhika, 
Kanchanava Radha, and of course, Ramani Vishaka Mataji is also there because Vishaka ji also appeared on the same day. So we have a lot of uh, devotees. Okay, Prabhus, thank you very much. And Matajis, thank you very much. Please ensure that uh, we all assemble tomorrow to glorify Srimadhar Adharani. Krishna willing, on time. Srila Prabhupada, Kijai. Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Kr